Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Alhamdulillah <laughs> وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَنْ يُطْعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدَ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِي هَدِي سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعاذنا الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدَعُوهُ بِهَا He says to Allah belongs the most beautiful names. So call upon Allah with His beautiful names. And one of those beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the name Ash-Shakur. Ash-Shakur meaning the one who rewards others for their gratitude, the appreciative. The ulama tell us that the name Ash-Shakur means the one who rewards others when they are showing gratitude. Some of them say that it also means Ash-Shakur is the one who multiplies the rewards for a minimum amount of good deeds. You do one small deed and Allah Ash-Shakur multiplies and gives you rewards far beyond what you did. And some of the ulama say that Ash-Shakur means the one who praises those who are obedient to him. What this means for us, dear brothers and sisters, is that contrary to what many people think, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Creator, is not difficult to please. Our Lord, our cherisher and sustainer and creator and provider, Rabbul Alameen, is not difficult to please. And one of the basic qualities that Allah is pleased with from us is the quality of shukr, of gratitude, of thankfulness. And given that yesterday was Thanksgiving, we should remind ourselves of this central Islamic virtue. It's not about gathering one day of the year and slicing a turkey and eating too much pumpkin pie. It's about really feeling thankfulness and gratitude and deep appreciation in our hearts for everything Allah has given us and making that our constant state, our constant state in this life, in the hereafter, in the grave, and in the gardens of Jannah, insha'Allah. The person who has the quality of shukr as a mu'min, a believer, will have shukr in this life, in the barzakh, on the day of judgment, and in the gardens of paradise, insha'Allah ta'ala. It never ends. There will be eternal gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So true thanksgiving as a way of being is to have one's focus on the mun'im more than the ni'mah. What is the ni'mah? The ni'mah is the blessing, is the gift. It is that grace that you receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is giving you the ni'mah? The one giving you the ni'mah is the mun'im, the one bestowing the ni'mah. So gratitude is to have thankfulness for the ni'mah, but with one's attention more towards the mun'im than the ni'mah, the one giving it, more than the thing itself. And there are many definitions that our ulama have given to this virtue of shukr. Of them, they say that shukr is the gratitude of the heart clinging to love of the one who bestows generous favors. And for the limbs to cling to obedience to the one who gives these favors. And for the tongue to flow with gratitude for the one who gives those favors. So we see very clearly 
Gratitude is far more than just saying thank you or alhamdulillah even. It is something that is found in the heart. It is manifested in our limbs with what we do. And it is of course expressed on our tongue. Some of the ulama have said that shukr, gratitude, is the delight felt by the heart after you receive the blessing. While using your bodily limbs in obedience to the one who bestowed that blessing upon you. And to use your tongue to acknowledge with humility that he blessed you with that thing. So this means that shukr is not a proud receiving of the gifts with the attitude that those gifts are owed to us anyway. I know you've all seen that in your life, those people who say thank you, but not out of an appreciation. They say thank you out of something that they expected and that they assumed would be coming to them anyway. Think about a person who goes to a restaurant and they're placing their order with the waiter and the waiter messes up the order, they take 45 minutes to bring their meal and then that person who is frustrated and flustered says, thanks. They're not really thankful, they're just saying something for what they had expected even sooner. That's not the kind of gratitude that we want to cultivate. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an many things about gratitude and how we should be. In one such verse in Surah Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَآتَاكُمْ مِن كُلِّ مَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُ وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَظَلُومٌ كَفَّارٌ In Surah Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we have given you some of everything you have asked for. And if you attempted to enumerate and count the blessings of Allah, you would be unable. Indeed, mankind in general are ظَلُومٌ kafar. They are incredibly oppressive to themselves and they are incredibly ungrateful. So in this verse, Allah is telling us three things. He's telling us that He has given us some of everything we've asked for. He's telling us that if we attempted to count the blessings of Allah in our life, we'll be unable to count them all. And then He reminds us that in general, most people are ظَلُومٌ kafar. They are incredibly oppressive to themselves and extremely ungrateful. So how are we when we hear this verse? When our Lord tells us, if you attempted to count the blessings of Allah in your life, you would be unable to. How does that make us feel? Do we count the blessings and then run out of ideas, thinking that it's limited to a very short list of good things in our life? Allah is telling us that if you really counted what Allah has given you, that counting will never end. You will be unable to come to an end number for Allah's blessings in your life. Because they are so many, and because they are constantly renewing. There's more and more coming every single day, every single moment, every single second. The ni'am and the barakat and the khayrat, all of these things are from Allah coming to you every moment. They're constantly renewing. So how can you ever count them all? So this verse, dear brothers and sisters, should give us reason for fear and reason for hope. This verse should give us reason for fear because Allah is reminding us that despite receiving innumerable blessings, most people remain ظَلُومٌ kafar. 
They remain oppressing themselves and ungrateful. They remain ungrateful. And this verse should also give us reason to have hope because Allah is asking shukr of us and that we recognize everything is from Him. So if we have that, we cultivate the proper relationship with our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. The problem is that, dear brothers and sisters, many people have a difficult time having gratitude and they have a difficult time feeling true appreciation for blessings because very often they feel that they deserve all the good things that come into their life. When they think about the blessings they have, in the back of their mind, they think somewhere, of course, because I deserve these things. And if you have the attitude that you deserve all the blessings in your life, you will not have true gratitude and appreciation. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us not what we deserve, because there is nothing that Allah has to give any of us. Is completely His favor. It is His ni'mah. It is His fadl. Pure and simple. Anything we receive. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, she once said that any person who is able to drink a single sip of water and get it down their throat safely, then they owe gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every blessing, large and small, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's not anything that we deserved. But if we have the attitude that we deserve these things, then why would we be thankful? Because they were already owed to us to begin with. They must be there. They should be there or else. That is the wrong attitude to have. Allah Ta'ala tells us that if you have gratitude for what Allah has given you, you receive more. He says, If you are thankful, I will give you more. And think about this. The attitude one has when they receive a blessing determines if they get more or less. If the person receives a blessing from Allah and they are thankful, they receive more. What's the opposite understanding of that verse? If you're thankful, I will increase you. What's the opposite understanding of that verse? The mafhum al-mukhalafa is that if you're not grateful, I will decrease you. So if you receive the blessing of Allah Ta'ala in your life, and you are thankful for that blessing, you are liable to receive more. Now let's think of an example in our lived experience. To Allah belongs the highest similitude, but something that is relatable to us on a human level. Think about a child who receives a, a blessing, a gift, something they receive from their parents, and they are verbally and emotionally and behaviorally, they are definitely grateful, thankful for what they receive from their parents. You can see the gratitude on their face, the way they carry themselves. They truly appreciate the gift that their parents gave them. Do you think those parents will be more willing to give another gift and then another gift because of the attitude? Of course. Now contrast that with a child who gets the gift, maybe it's their birthday party, maybe it's something else. They get a gift and they say, thanks. And you can see on their face, they don't care about it. They're not appreciative. They assume they will be getting more. They feel they deserve more and more, more than what you gave them. As a parent, would that parent want to go and give more and more? 
having seen the child's attitude to receiving the gift? To Allah belongs the highest example. We can relate to that as parents, with children, that when a child shows gratitude, we feel more willing to give them more. And if they don't show gratitude, we think, well, why should I give them anything else in the future? Look how they are. So this is us as human beings. We're like children. If we receive the gifts from Allah Ta'ala and we show true gratitude and appreciation, we open ourselves up to receive more. But if we don't have gratitude, if we assume that we were owed those things, then it is unlikely we will receive more. In fact, we receive a decrease, a lack of barakah and blessings in those things. One of the great early imams, Imam Ibn Ata'illah al-Sakandiri rahimahullah, he says in a very wise statement about gratitude, مَنْ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ النِّعَمْ فَقَدْ تَعَرَّضَ لِزَوَادِهَا وَمَنْ شَكَرَهَا فَقَدْ قَيَّدَ بِعِقَالِهَا he says that the one who is not thankful for the blessings of Allah runs the risk of them being removed. While the one who is thankful fetters them with their own cords. Fetters them with their own cords. This means that the one who is thankful for, Allah, for Allah's blessings, uh, the one who is not thankful for Allah's blessings is liable to have those blessings removed from their life. While the one who shows gratitude for Allah's blessings has, as it were, locked them in place and secured them, protecting them from being removed. So what does he mean when he says that whoever shows gratitude, فَقَدْ قَيَّدَ بِعِقَالِهَا He has fettered them with their own cords. He's talking about the way you deal with horses and camels in a time when that was the normal mode of transportation. You secure the blessings through gratitude in the same way you secure your, tam your camel or horse by tying it up to a post. So imagine you have a camel or a horse and you're walking with it and you go inside a building. You don't tie it up to a post. You go inside the building, where's your horse going to go? Where's your camel going to go? Maybe it stays. Maybe it runs off. Most likely it's going to wander off and you lose it. But if you go and you tie that camel or horse to that post, you have fettered it. So this is the analogy of gratitude. That whoever is thankful for what Allah has given them, they have fettered them, they have tied those blessings to the post, securing them, protecting them, making sure they don't go away. But the one who has not thanked Allah for their blessings, they are exposing themselves, or they are liable to losing those blessings and having them run away just as a camel or a horse may run away if you don't tie it up. And this is why the ulama tell us that gratitude is qaydul mawjood wa saydul mafqood. They say that it is securing what one has and seeking out what is lost. So you secure what you have by showing gratitude to Allah. And you seek out what you don't have by showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, gratitude is not one of these lone virtues. All of the virtues in Islam are intertwined and interrelated as a symbiotic whole. But some qualities are tied in directly to gratitude. Among the qualities tied into gratitude are Iman and Taqwa. The true IT, Iman and Taqwa. Faith and God-fearingness. Allah Ta'ala links gratitude to Iman and He links gratitude 
to taqwa. In the Quran, Allah Ta'ala tells us, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, kulu min tayyibati ma razaqnakum, washkuru lillahi in kuntum iyahu ta'budun. He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, O you who believe, eat of the good things we have provided for you, and be grateful to Allah if it is truly Him you worship. Elsewhere he says, مَا يَفْعَلُ اللَّهُ بِعَذَابِكُمْ إِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ وَآمَنْتُمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ شَاكِرًا عَلِيمًا He says, why would Allah cause you to suffer for your past sins if you are grateful and if you have believed? He links shukr with iman. And Allah is responsive to gratitude and all-knowing. So Allah links gratitude to iman. If you want to have more iman, have gratitude. If you want to have more uh, gratitude, then strengthen your iman in knowing that everything is from your Lord. They are arranged in a symbiotic relationship. One cannot be without the other properly for us. Another quality that ties in directly with gratitude, we said, is that you have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mindfulness of God, God-fearingness. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَلَقَدْ نَصَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدَرٍ وَأَنْتُمْ أَذِلَّهِ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the battle of Badr, Allah had made you victorious at Badr, when you were a weak and little force. So have taqwa of Allah, so that you may be grateful. If you want more gratitude, you have to have taqwa. If you want more taqwa, you have to be grateful. There's a symbiotic relationship between these two things. This is a reminder for the Sahaba, and it's a reminder for us that all good that comes to us, all success that comes from up to us, all victory that comes to us is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So one should not be arrogant or proud or forget the source of their success. Sometimes when a person is really on point with what's going on in their life, meaning they are very productive and they're working towards goals and they're getting things done, it's very common and very easy for them to assume that their success comes from their skills and their knowledge and their discipline and focus. And that is true from only one perspective. But it's easy to lose sight of the source of all of that success. And that source is as Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَمَا تَوْفِيقِي إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ My success is only from Allah. So a Muslim firmly believes that all of their success, all of their focus, all of their discipline, all of their hard work, doing all the right things to succeed in this life and the next, all of those things are asbab, they're means, and ultimately it is Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala who gives one success, وَمَا تَوْفِيقِي إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ so everyone should just move forward a little bit. Tafaddalu. Taqarabu. Yarhamuni wa yarhamukum Allah. Alhamdulillah wa shukrulillah. Dear brothers and sisters, I ask you a question. Who takes the souls? We don't speak during Jum'ah, so don't verbalize the answer. But who takes the souls? Is it Allah or is it the angel of death? In some verses of the Qur'an, Allah says that it is Allah who takes the souls at the time of death. In other verses, Allah says it is the angel of death who takes the souls at the time of death. So which one is it? The answer is, it's not an either or, 
question. It's a matter of perspective. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the angel of death is the one who takes the souls, it means that the angel of death is the sabab, it is the means by which Allah takes the souls. And when Allah says it is he who takes the souls, it means he is the fa'il, he is the doer in the ultimate sense, in the absolute sense. And we have to understand this dual perspective in our life. That yes, we work hard, yes, we strive to do what is best in our lives and for, our, for ourselves and our children. And we take those means, but the success we find, everything, it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the abd, that is shakir, the grateful servant, is grateful to Allah ta'ala because they recognize that everything they receive is from their Lord, without exception. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Whatever blessing you have, it is from Allah. But the abd, that is shakir, the grateful servant, is also grateful to the vehicles of those blessings, the means by which those blessings come into their life. The abd that is grateful is also thankful to the wasa'it, those whom Allah made the means for the delivery of those blessings. This is why the Prophet ﷺ has told us, لا يشكر الله من لا يشكر الناس He has not thanked Allah, the one who does not thank the people. If you do not thank people, you do not truly thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to thank the wasa'it, those means of Allah's blessings coming to you, just as you thank the source of those blessings. The ulama who comment on this hadith say that it has two meanings. They say regarding the words of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لا يشكر الله من لا يشكر الناس He has not thanked Allah who does not thank the people. They say it means that the one whose nature and disposition is to deny the good things they receive from other people is likely, they likely have a disposition to not thank Allah as well. So the one who is not grateful to people is most likely not grateful to Allah as well. And the second interpretation of this hadith is that Allah does not accept your shukr to Him. Allah does not accept your gratitude to Him. He does not accept you saying Alhamdulillah wa shukrulillah for His blessings if you are not thankful to the vehicles that He chose to deliver those blessings. So thanking other people is a part of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the angel of death takes the souls because it's the sabab. But Allah says He takes the souls in the ultimate sense. So that person who does well by you in this life, who helps you out, who gives you something, they gave you something, but it is the act of God. They were just the sabab, the means, the vehicle that delivered that blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you are not thankful to the vehicle, you're not thankful to the one who sent that vehicle into your life. Now going back to the saying of Imam Ibn Atayillah rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, مَنْ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ النِّعَمْ فَقَدْ تَعَرَّضَ لِزَوَالِهَا وَمَنْ شَكَرَهَا فَقَدْ قَيَّدَ بِعِقَالِهَا The one who is not thankful for the blessings runs the risk of them being removed, while the one who is thankful fetters them with their own cords, they tie them up. What are some of the things that cause people to not have gratitude, to be unthankful, for the good things that happen in their life and that come to them. One is pride. One is pride. The kibr 
the arrogance. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Iblis refused to prostrate to Adam out of pride. Another cause of ingratitude is the constant whining and complaining to people. The excessive sighing, the excessive eye rolling, the ingratitude, all of these things chip away at our Iman. Because when we are complaining and whining, we're not actually being thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more we whine and complain about things not being perfect, the more we are complaining and being ungrateful for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we forget Allah's blessings, and we forget what we have, we focus on what we don't have. And the more we focus on what we don't have, the more we become discontented. And then we start to complain and crave. And that gives rise to even other diseases, perhaps, such as envy and jealousy and so on and so forth. Another reason why people are ungrateful is because they only think of gratitude for the big things in life. And they fail to show gratitude for the small things in life. Yet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us in the hadith, مَن لَمْ يَشْكُرِ الْقَلِيلِ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ الْكَثِيرِ The one who is not grateful for the small things in their life will not be grateful for the large things in their life. So our gratitude is not linked to the big things we want to happen in our life that we may receive. It's to every single thing. The fact that you're able to bend down and tie your shoe without your back going out. If you've ever had your back go out, you know exactly what I'm talking about. How the, the greatest wish you have in that moment is simply being able to walk and tie your shoe without excruciating pain. That's a small thing we take for granted because we do it day in and day out. And as we say, you don't know what you have until it's gone. You don't know the value of those things that you didn't tie to the post of gratitude until it's gone. That person, they expose themselves to losing those blessings because they took them for granted. So do these things describe us, dear brothers and sisters? Do we find that we're discontented, that we whine and complain and only think of gratitude in the big things but not in the little things? Gratitude is far more than just saying Alhamdulillah or thank you and so on. Is feeling genuine gratitude in the heart, genuine appreciation, and seeing that everything that you have received and receive and will receive, they are all from your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ It's not just saying Alhamdulillah and that's it. It requires work. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that Shaytan, عَلَيْهِ لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ He says, لَأَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ سِرَاطَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ ثُمَّ لَآتِيَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ وَعَنْ أَيْمَانِهِمْ وَعَنْ شَمَائِلِهِمْ وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ He says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will most certainly sit on your straight path and I will come to them from in front of them and from behind them, from their right and to their left, and you will not find most of them with gratitude. They will not be people of shukr. One of the great early imams, Imam Abu Talib al-Makki rahimahullah, he says, were it not that the path of shukr, gratitude, is the path that draws one near to Allah Ta'ala, then the enemy, Iblis, would not have made any effort 
to sit on it to block that path. And it's because of this great degree, this great virtue of shukr, that Iblis said, وَلَا تَجِدُوا أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ Because it is a high path, it's a lofty path. It is something to strive towards, dear brothers and sisters. So may Allah not make us among the akthar in this verse, about whom Iblis says, وَلَا تَجِدُوا أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ we ask Allah to not make us from that majority. May He make us from those who are among the Shakirin. Allahumma ja'alna min al-Shakirin wa min al-Hamidin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Those who are thankful with their tongues, and with their hearts, and with their limbs. May Allah give us the true appreciation for everything that He gives us constantly, large or small. And the blessing of ta'alimul minna, of magnifying the blessings of Allah, because He who is alim. Anything that Al-Azim gives is Azim. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa afdulu salati wa atamu taslimi ala Sayyidina Muhammadin al-Sadiq al-Ameen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man istanna bi sunnatihi ila yawm al-deen wa ba'd. Dear brothers and sisters, in the first khutbah, we mentioned that shukr, gratitude, is far more than just saying alhamdulillah. Shukr is expressing gratitude on the tongue and feeling genuine gratitude in the heart and using the blessings with our bodily limbs. Shukr is not just saying alhamdulillah and assuming that one is thankful. It requires actual work. And this work of shukr is on three planes, as we said. Fil qalbi, wa bil lisani, wa bil jawarih. In the heart, on the tongue, and with the bodily limbs. So for the tongue, it's easy to say alhamdulillah. How often do we say alhamdulillah, and we're not even thinking about what it means. But gratitude of the tongue implies also speaking about the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, acknowledging the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, talking about them, as Allah tells us in the Qur'an, وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ As for the blessings of your Lord, then speak about them. Then there's the gratitude of the body. And this is the gratitude that implies doing righteous actions for the sake of Allah and using the blessings of Allah in, for their intended purposes. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, اِعْمَلُوا آلَ دَوُودَ شُكْرًا He says, work gratitude, work actions of gratitude, O progeny of Dawood, alayhi salam. Showing us that gratitude is not just what you say, not even feeling happy about what you receive, but is using them for the right purpose. If, a, if you receive a gift from Allah ta'ala and you use it for what is haram, which happens, the person is not using the ni'mah for the, for the purpose for which it was given by the mun'im. And that itself is a show of ingratitude, dear brothers and sisters. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, gave us a beautiful example of gratitude with the body, as we see in the hadith of Sayyidina Aisha. She says that Rasulullah would pray through the night until his blessed feet were swollen. And she says, Ya Rasulullah, you take this upon yourself. And Allah has forgiven your past and future sins. I.e., you are sinless, you do all of this. 
What did he say? He says, أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا شُكُورًا Should I not be a grateful servant? Should I not be a grateful servant? He was expressing shukr with his blessed body, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then there's gratitude of the heart, obviously. And that is that you bear witness in your heart and recognize that everything that comes to you in this life of good is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ And the idea behind gratitude of the heart is to sum it up in one simple point. لَا تُشْغِلُكَ النِّعْمَةِ عَنِ الْمُنْعِمِ That the blessing does not preoccupy you away from the one blessing you. That's the idea. There's gratitude in the heart where the blessing doesn't become so blindingly distracting that you only see the blessing and you fail to see the one who blessed you with it. That's the idea. The Messenger of Allah brought this reality to light when he says that when any of us gets up in the morning, whoever gets up in the morning and says, Allahumma ma asbahtu bi min ni'matin fa minka wahdaka la sharika lak Oh Allah, I have entered this morning with receiving blessings from you that are from you and you alone. And to you alone is all praise and all gratitude. He says, whoever says that in the morning, فَقَدْ أَدَّى شُكْرَ يَوْمِهِ أو كما قال, They have given their thanks for the day. They are expressing what's in the heart as they start the day. And they say it in the evening, expressing what's in their heart as they settle down for the night. That's how he taught us to live. So based upon this, dear brothers and sisters, the servant, the abd, sees that among the many blessings of Allah Ta'ala is that Allah has enabled them to show gratitude and praise Him Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is the dawr, the beautiful dawr. This, in English we call something a vicious circle, but this is a beautiful circle. That as you express gratitude to Allah for what He's blessed you with, you soon recognize, SubhanAllah, even my ability to express shukr requires shukr, because that's a blessing too. And my recognition of that is a blessing too that requires shukr. And that recognition requires shukr. And so on, and so on, and so on. Which is why we say shukr endures in this life, in the grave, and in the hereafter, in the gardens of paradise for the believers. So dear brothers and sisters, contemplate the blessings of Allah in your life. Speak to Allah Ta'ala about them. Acknowledge His favors and think about how your life would be without those blessings. Look to those who are beneath you in worldly matters. And do not look to those who, are, who have more than you in worldly matters. Consider how to best use what Allah has given you in a way that is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And avoid using his gifts for what they were not intended for, and do not sin using the gifts of Allah ta'ala. And cultivate sincere gratitude towards others, expressing appreciation for what they bring into your life, recognizing that they are the means, they are the vehicles by which Allah's blessings are conveyed to you. May ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us truly grateful and to people of true appreciation for His infinite gifts that are rained down upon us constantly and to forgive us for our ingratitude, to forgive us for our states of heedlessness where we don't truly appreciate what we have been given. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who show gratitude 
towards the vehicles of his blessings, thanking others and showing true appreciation. We ask Allah to make us of those who live the lifestyle of shukr, of gratitude. As the scholars say, al-shukr huwa tariqatul asliya. It is the primary and original path of the Prophet It is the path to Allah's pleasure. So may Allah make us of those who are not blocked on that path by shaitan. And may we tread that path of shukr until we meet him and he is pleased with us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika al-nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallima tasliman kathira bi qadri azamati thatika fi kulli waqtin wahin. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa qumu ila salatikum. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.